Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. It's raining outside, but the sun is shining in our hearts because this is the time for the Smith and Rowland Unplugged podcast, where you will hear nothing but extreme truth. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the groundhog has come out of its hole, and we are <laughs> going to expound <laughs> on the truth of today. Now, our host, Alan Smith. That was just a good introduction. That well, was a good introduction. Great, that it was a good introduction. It, it good was introduction. just absolutely picture perfect. If everybody could have heard it, yeah. it was good. <laughs> introduction. I went out How's it going, Mr. Rowland? Going good. We've been discussing a little bit of a, a gentleman that we've run into here. His name is Jamie Winship. That is Jamie, W-I-N-S-H-I-P, Jamie Winship. He's written a book. He's been on around for a good little bit, man. but he's got one book here. He's got several, I think, but this one is the title is Living Fearless, Exchanging the Life of the World for the Liberating Truth of God. So it's Living Fearless by Jamie Winship. And uh, anyways, he's talking about when living fearless, we think of a person that's very courageous, you know, you're, you're fearless. You have, but his point here, Jeff, is it's not hardly what you might think. It is more of a, as Christians, we live with more fear in our lives than we realize. There's no doubt about that. Just in our conversation, uh, it unwrapped a lot of different fears in both of us. Really? It really did. So it was a, and I encourage people to go and listen to some of his, he has different interviews, Jeff, you know what I'm saying? He has different interviews on his book, <laughs> Living uh, Fearless. And uh, it's just really uh, something I, th- I think it's a good book. I, I listen to it on Audible. Of course, you can get it on Kindle also. But he's speaking about, he does a lot of talking about who we are in Christ. And he says that we tend to live more of our life is lived out of lived out of fear than it is following the voice of God. And what that creates, Alan, is I mean, you can take that in a lot of different directions, but what that creates is that we tend to model our life after somebody else instead, and that's based on fear, because that's we right. don't have enough confidence right. in our own walk with God or in who we are to be who we are. So we think that we got to be like everybody else. And that's not how that's God designed exactly us. Right. That is exactly right. You know, I guess I did not realize really that I live as much of my life out of fear as I do. You know, one thing I've discovered, Jeff, is that we think that a lot of what I'm calling discernment, I'm not saying everything, but a lot of what I'm calling discernment, I'm afraid, Jeff, is really just a type of fear. You know what I'm saying? And do and, you think uh, maybe, Alan, I want to ask a question based on that, because we talked about that a little bit earlier. I want to ask you a question about that. That being the case, if a lot of our discernment is fear-based, would we have a tendency then to create an expectation based out of fear? And the power of that is so powerful that we come to realize those expectations, but it was never God's intent. And wouldn't have been there had we have not operated out of fear and instead put faith in the Lord. It becomes self-fulfilling prophecies based off of fear instead of faith. Yes, most definitely. And, you know, with Jesus, and of course, I'm reminded 
that when Jesus was, it's, it's recorded in Mark chapter fourth, it's about Jesus and the disciples in the boat and they push out. And that night, a big storm comes over them and this big storm comes up, waves, wind, it scares everybody to death. They think they're going to drown. Of course, water's coming in the boat. I guess that would make you worry a little bit, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. of this big storm, then the disciples start freaking out because Jesus is laying back there at the back end of the boat asleep on a pillow, mm-hmm. it says. So Jesus goes on to tell them, they wake him up and Jesus gets up and he calms the storm. So then the disciples were okay. But the point that Jesus was making was, hey, I'm in the boat with you. Yeah. Why are you fearful is what he says. Why are you fearful when I am here with you? And I think it's an incredible point because you and I do a lot of preaching, teaching on the last days, Jeff, and these are perilous times or hard times. And it can equal the spirit of fear if you're truly not trusting Christ, trusting God. It will press you. It will press us all to trust God more, will it not? Absolutely. And I would offer this. The disciples in the boat had faith in Christ, but they didn't have faith in the power of Christ. So their fear of another power Even though they had faith in Christ, the person of Christ, they didn't have faith that Christ would deliver them from the power that was coming against them. And I think that's where a lot of Christians are. It's not that we are faithless. It's just that we have little faith. And Jesus many times said in the word, oh, ye of little faith. And you can have faith in the person of Christ, but have no faith in the power of Christ in your life to overcome the storms that you face. And when we get there, you made the comment earlier, Alan, that the opposite of faith is not unbelief. The opposite of faith is fear. That's right. And that's where I think that's where the disciples were in the boat. And that's what creates this paradigm of let me model my life and let me model my existence after somebody else, because I don't have really the confidence or the faith that Christ in me, the hope of glory has created me for a unique design. Exactly. We see to quote Bible here, Jeff, he says in verse 40, Jesus said, and he said, why are ye so fearful? Mm -hmm. How is it that ye have no faith? So here we see that Jesus is saying, you have no faith. Mm -hmm. So the opposite of no faith is fear. It's not opposite of faith is not unbelief. The opposite Mm -hmm. of faith is fear. Now, there's different types of fear. There's fear that's motivated by the enemy and his lies. And there's another fear called respect. I think you should respect the storm for what it is. But that wasn't the point of Christ. I remember we talked about it in the last day or two that I mentioned to you that Jim Baker was asked the question. And the question was, Jim, when did you fall out of love with Jesus? And Jim Baker's response was, he said, oh, I didn't fall out of love with Jesus. I was, and they they said, well, when you were in the depths of sin, he said, oh, I still love Jesus. He said, my problem wasn't my love for Jesus. He said, my problem was I quit fearing God. So so there's a type of fear called a reverential fear, and that word fear is more respect. Mm -hmm. But true respect almost has a feeling of a little fear, does it not, Jeff? Because your respect is so high. So the fear they were having here was a fear that's all, all is lost. And plus, they were leaning on the power of God instead of the presence of God. In other words, they were concentrating on the storm. 
Somebody needs to get rid of this storm. Well, that sounds like a reasonable thought to me. But Jesus was saying, why in the world are you looking at the storm when you have the presence of me here in the storm? I think that's a rather good point. I do too. Because Absolutely. most of the time, the reason we're calling on Christ is for his power yeah. to calm the storm. Yeah. Jesus just make this storm go away. And Jesus is saying, no, there's something bigger going on here. And that is, I'm with you in the storm. Yeah, I'm like right. the Hebrew children, Jeff. Yeah, that's and right. The point that's was, right. Jesus says, no, I'm here with you yeah. during the storm, which to me says, hey, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, everything's and I, gonna that's right. Be all that's right. right. That's teaching us how to live in his presence. That's something that we've been praying about on the, in our little Friday night meetings is living in the presence of God, how to live in the presence of God. And I think you just touched on it. Living in the presence of God's probably going to lead you into a storm, not away from it That's or right. even around it. It'll lead you through the storm and his presence being with you is the calm that we need in the storm and yeah. having confidence in that, having faith in that is the removal of fear. But if That's we live right. a fear-based life, then our emotions is going to be drugged from pillar to post. That's and we're right. going to feel this way and feel that way and feel the other way, not understanding the power that is in the presence of Christ. So I think what happens is a fear, a mirror, it shows a reflection unto us our true heart of not really trusting in the presence of Christ with us in the moment. And I'm, and I'm well, not saying we won't be tremendously concerned, but there's some people, you know, don't like to hear me and you talk about end times because they say, well, you make me fearful. Well, you know, and I made the statement the other Friday night in the teaching, Alan, and I believe this, the tribulation period is something that's going to come on the earth that is unlike anything the earth has ever seen before or will ever see after. And it is a perilous time. It's also the time that records the greatest revival in the history of the world, the tribulation period, where multitudes will be saved and where the power of Christ will reign supreme over the power of the enemy. And it's all based in faith in Christ versus fear that the world is dishing out. That's I would right. say it in my own life. I have created an expected end based off of fear and come to yeah. realize that many times over and not even understanding that I was in fear as to what caused that whole situation to develop. Our expectations, whether based on fear or faith, can largely determine what we encounter. What I think we need to do is flip our expectations to looking at others through the eyes of Christ and looking at the storm through the eyes of Christ, looking at the adversity through the eyes of Christ, instead of through our own eyes, because our eyes are tainted with fear. And perfect love casts out all fear. So if we're in the perfect love of Christ and in his presence, and that's where you find it, it's in his presence, then that could demolish a spirit of fear from causing us to discern wrong and realize those expected ends. Well, you know, all of us have fears in our life, and some of us, Jeff, both of you and I both have experienced uh, bouts with cancer. Mm -hmm. That in itself produces a 
type of fear. Nobody wants to hear those words, of course. Right, right. None of us want, want to hear the C word, I call it. Yeah. And it can produce a fear, but it also can produce a pressure, if you will, a holy pressure, pushes us into trusting God more. There's no trusting doubt about God that. And, you know, in the moment, it seems we would like to be able to trust God without the pressures of fear, so to speak. But the fear, again, shows us the absence of faith in Christ. Now, yeah, that's, that's saying right. a lot, you know, because my first response is fear. And I don't know that that's bad, but I need to realize what's happening and I need to be able to realize what's happening and then to consciously you know, say, hey, whoa, Alan, here, you're, uh, you're in fear here. Can I confess <laughs> you're, you're... something based on what you're saying there? I'm just sort of eat up with this until I can get this said. Go ahead. And I've never really it, right? got it said real good. Thing. On my second bout of cancer, I'm working on two years now, and I've had cancer twice, two rounds of chemo and two surgeries. And one surgery was uh, quite a big surgery. And well, when they I both, faced they that, both uh, were pretty big. It wasn't a small one, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But on that second round, I'll have to acknowledge something going into that second surgery. I was preparing, and it's going to sound crazy to some, but I think I've got Bible to back this up. I heard it preached just the other day from an old preacher that's in heaven now that I YouTubed up, heard him preach it, and it just really blessed me. When I faced that second surgery, Alan, I think you could acknowledge this. I didn't have faith for living. I had faith for dying. And that is the truth. I had reconciled myself to that. I had faith for dying, not faith for living. Somebody wow. snuck around and had faith for me to live. Yeah. I don't know who that uh -huh. was, but the Lord spoke to my heart before the surgery and said, I'm going to bless you through this. Now, that's what the Lord told me. And can I tell you that because of my mindset, I was looking at death as the blessing. Now, I know that sounds ludicrous to a lot of people, but again, I had faith for dying. I didn't have faith for living. Yeah, but through yeah. that surgery, when I woke up from that surgery, and here I am, I'm supposed to be two more months before I'm able to even get up and walk around, and I've mm -hmm. been working since a month after the surgery. So yeah. the Lord did bless me. Now, here's my point. Jesus doesn't always heal somebody based on their faith. Jesus right. can heal based on someone's unbelief. Mm -hmm. And we have record mm -hmm. of that in the word of God. So yeah. the removal of fear can come if you surround yourself with people of faith. Now mm -hmm. there, I had faith for me to die, not to live. You had faith for me to live, not to die. I remember mm -hmm. that this is plain and you, and I even told mm -hmm. you one time I said, well, I'm going to try to just hang on to your faith, not mine. Well, the truth of the matter is, is I never did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying that through that storm, I didn't have fear, even though I had faith in the wrong end. And I think it's important that we surround ourselves with people that can speak the right expected end yeah. when we're not mm -hmm. able to do it. If I can say That's that. Right. And I'll even confess and I can that if somebody that. wants me to. Yeah, I'll confess that if somebody needs me to. as sin in my life. I'll say it that way yeah. if we need to. But I'll also yeah. say that it's important that we surround ourselves with people who have no fear but have enormous faith. I think that's an yeah. important thing. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I think that's a honest confession and a good confession. And I do believe it'll witness to one of our listeners out there, even today, Jeff, of what I you're saying, so. because yeah, it is a so. tremendous truth. Well, Mr. Rowley on to Smith and Rowley, we've run out of time this morning. We're doing 20 minute shorts these days on the unplugged. Yeah. We have run out of time on our 20 minutes. 
and we've been talking about fear today and the absence of faith. Yeah, yeah, might might have to. And we've been talking about the absence of of faith is fear and how we want to, so we can talk about the end times and things that need to be talked about. We need to be able to share that we're wanting and our hope is it will increase your faith and not fear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, Mr. Roland, keep be careful. Talk with you tomorrow. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.